and welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are queer to answer your questions. My name is Cheyenne. And I'm Gina. And class is now in session. Today, we are going to talk about everyone's favorite topic. It better be your favorite topic. Lesbians, specifically <laughs> lesbians and their visibility, because the day that this episode comes out, it's Lesbian Visibility Day, Lesbian Visibility Week. You better be looking at me. Maybe go look <laughs> at my Venmo. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh-huh. Uh, so we have a lot of questions for this one which makes me happy never enough talk about lesbians one of my favorite topics that's why we're here yeah yeah so one of the first questions we got actually was what's the correct definition of a lesbian can a person who hooked up with men in the past be considered a lesbian too um they can and have you I'm sure you have but uh you've read like the lesbian master doc right yeah so I read that at some point it's been a while so I definitely don't remember the actual language that was Mm -hmm. used and how they worded it but I remember one of the questions kind of being like around kind of like what was the narrative around your relationship with these men like was it for validation and attention was it compet and kind of these reasons that would explain why you were in relationships with men at certain points of your Mm -hmm. life and I think that a lot of people read that and that's why it clicks for them that they're lesbian. I actually read that and that's why it clicked for me that I feel like I'm more pansexual because Mm -hmm. yes, there were men in my life that fell into those categories, but there were men that were genuine feelings and relationships and and whatever connections. And so Mm -hmm. I think that it's not a matter of your past, but a matter of like what you actually want like moving forward because there's a mm-hmm. lot of reasons why you could have hooked up with a man in the past right pet being probably number one yeah I mean I was in a relationship with a man for five years like I lived with him and everything and I call myself a lesbian because I am a now you're hot mess yeah yeah right like it's it's fine like we are socialized to follow this like lifestyle path or whatever and it sucks but sometimes it takes us a while to like get comfortable with who we are and realize like what we want and who we want and I know it did for me and it's it takes a while to like get up the courage to just like come out and like be who you Mm -hmm. are and live your life and like even for me I I wasn't in like a dangerous situation like a lot of people could be um but it was still very scary for me to come out because you don't know how people are going to react to you specifically so it's like I could stay in this relationship and be comfortable and like not my happiest. It's fine, I guess. Or I could go live my truth. And like doing that, I went from like being like incredibly, incredibly depressed, like called hospitalizations and shit to being less depressed because I'm like just (laughs) being myself and not like living this life for other people, like what other people expect of me. So I, I, can't necessarily define it for you because I feel like everyone has a different definition of what it is. Some people say it's attraction to women, attraction to non-men, attraction mm-hmm. to like non-binary categories of human. Like it, there's like so many different definitions of it or like ways to live as a lesbian Um, right so I I can't define it but I did see a TikTok recently that connected to my soul a lot like it was someone who was talking about how people will be like well how do you know like you're a lesbian how do you know there's not like one man out there that you could be with or that you could like and she was like 
maybe he could be out there, but my, my identity isn't based on maybes. It's that it's based off of like, what is right now? Like, it's not like this hypothetical, what if situation of like, what if this one amazing man came along it's based well, off couldn't of you say what that I for want. anybody like even right. like a straight person you could be like well mm-hmm. what if one person came along so that's a yeah. bullshit excuse in the first yeah. place yeah but it was like it's not like predicated on like what ifs and hypotheticals yeah. it's like no this is right now I guess if the situation changed down the line it changes down the line probably won't for some people it does like it's it's all over the place for people but like it's, it's like an exception not the rule kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah and we talk about like the fluidity of sexuality and like I saw something else that I really like connected with recently and they were talking about how sexuality is fluid and I always see people like get up in arms and they're like my sexuality is not fluid like I'm strictly attracted to men or I'm strictly attracted to women or whatever but like they're not saying like everyone's sexuality is fluid when they say that they're just saying like right sexuality in general is fluid so like some people have flu yeah some people have a fluid sexuality and some people don't I I'm in the don't category but like that like really expanded my horizons on how I think about that because I just see the reactions to it of people being like mine's not fluid but it's just like the concept is um but right yeah so I don't know there, there's a lot of like societal expectations and expectations for yourself and what you think your life's gonna look like and just like so many factors that lead into why you may have hooked up with a man in the past or like why you identify the way you do so I, I don't know don't worry yeah. too much about it <laughs> Yeah, I think that kind of leads into our next question too. similar kind of like, how do you know someone asked, I can't tell if I'm bi or participating in compet, how to differ. I would again refer this person to the lesbian master doc, not to like, just like point to that as the answer mm-hmm. for everything. But I do think it, it breaks down things in a way that you can start to figure that exact question out. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are upset about the lesbian master doc now because I guess the really? creator has since come out as bisexual I don't know like how true this is this is just like what I've read online but I still think it's like even if that person eventually came out as something else or was like actually you know what the compet was beat me down again I actually am a lesbian um no matter what like I feel like it is a good resource to like get you thinking critically about your sexuality and like why you identify the way you do and like why you seek the kind of partnerships that you do so I think it's a good resource whether or not that person identifies as a lesbian um but yeah I think it's uh good to look at that and also like think about how you feel like do you feel like trapped and stuck in your life and is it because of your relationship is it because of the gender norms this those gender roles the stereotypes like what are the things that like really get you down is it like your job or school or what friends or whatever or is it like your relationship and like those expectations placed on you I feel like that's a really good way to tell because for me I was like I love this person like I really care about this person but that's not like what who I want to be with like I would always be like oh I can see myself marrying a woman someday but (laughs) not a man and I was like with a man and it was just like you can like care about someone but still know that they're not the right fit for you and I feel like that's important to recognize when you're struggling with compat like it doesn't make you a bad person at all yeah yeah I agree 
So another question we got is how can I get rid of my internalized homo negativity? I think that's pretty tough because it's like a learned thing and it depends mm-hmm. on where you grew up and what your community is like for how internalized that is. My best advice, and this isn't like a expert professional advice, but I would find a way to immerse yourself in homo mm-hmm. culture, homo positive <laughs> culture as much mm-hmm. as possible, whether it's like really curating your social media feeds or what you're listening to, what shows you're watching. Like I love to make the content I consume so gay that I like forget that straight people exist. And I think that is kind of a good way to rewire your brain, but it is a a journey to unlearn anything in Mm -hmm. this society. Yeah. That was basically going to be my advice, but mine was more of like an in-person rewiring like immersion therapy basically but like you just like go into a space and you meet people and you unlearn the stereotypes and learn that people aren't like and communities and spaces aren't homogenous like everything is based off of different like circumstance set of circumstances and you have to like go in and like meet people and like find similarities like this person is so much like me um so Mm -hmm. I think that plus the uh, queer media would be a great stepping stone for that so that way yeah. you can learn that there's nothing bad about it you're just kind of brainwashed by heteronormative society yeah my people who are wrong mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this next question somebody said I'm extremely confused because I only like famous slash fictional men otherwise I only like women I mean, I definitely related. I had a big crush on like PETA from the Hunger Games. Um, and just like, I don't know who else. Is he written by a woman? Of- a woman? Right. That's what I was going to say. Like, think about how many of your crushes are written by women. And it's just like <laughs> them projecting their fantasy of a man onto a man that doesn't ever exist and probably will never exist. Like, it's just like a, a lot of the time it's a woman projecting their fantasies. So I think like looking at who your crushes are and seeing if they're written by women or non-binary people like might help with that confusion a little bit because it's their creation. It's from their mind. Yeah. Same thing with famous men. They're curated by a publicist for the mm-hmm. media that we see about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so unless they're some like nobody TikToker or something, <laughs> and even then they're curating their own feed, like it's right. all its own illusion. And like, it's like online drag in a way, like it's like what you decide to make your thing and your persona. And so just because you see somebody famous, who's really great, doesn't mean that that's actually what they're like in real life. So you could be falling into <laughs> the things that have been marketable about them rather than mm-hmm. who they really are. Yeah, that's so true. So true. like, just even if you've been on like dating apps, just think about like how many people you've talked to and they seem cool and then you meet up with them and they like kind of suck or like vice versa. You're like, they, oh, you're horrible. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or the people that are boring over text and then you meet them and they're amazing. But you were like, I didn't want to meet you because I was like, what's the point? And I'm so glad I did. So I don't know, like people mm-hmm. portray themselves in different ways. And I think it's okay to like, like that projection and not necessarily the actual person. Um, like yeah it's not hurting you but I understand the confusion for sure yeah 
So another question we got was, how do you navigate the complex relationship with gender and womanhood many lesbians have? Because I know as a lesbian, my experience as a woman is different and is not opposite to masculinity. And it feels like a very different experience with gender as a whole. I I actually really like this just comment that they kind of mentioned that experience as a lesbian woman is different but it's it's not opposite to masculinity I I really really like that and I feel like you've said before that you feel like your gender is lesbian and I fucking love that it's it is like um another you know spectrum of things is gender Mm -hmm. and I I think even we think it is a spectrum of like masculine to feminine even if it's not binary it's still Mm -hmm. like a linear kind of thing and it's so not and I think that there's sometimes overlap between sexuality and gender and sometimes there isn't but to say that somebody has any like one singular experience just negates how complex we are as people so I don't I find this really interesting because I do agree and like I vibe with what they're saying you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like navigating it, I want to make like a corny metaphor, just be like, just like ride the wave of it. Like <laughs> that that's like the cool part is that we can make it whatever we want it to be and define it however we would like it to be. Like it doesn't have to just be like man or woman, masculine or feminine. Like there can be so many like different combinations and it's up to you to figure out what you're comfortable with. Like a while ago we talked about Gina shaving and like Mm-hmm. trying practicing like not shaving certain body parts and seeing how she feels about it and I just like watched this uh not to reference TikTok again but I watched this TikTok and <laughs> this one makeup artist that I really like was talking about how she loves her little like mustache hairs because they make her feel like an Italian painting and remind her of like her heritage or whatever and she's like you guys always like get on my back like to get rid of my little hairs but I love my little hairs and that like made me feel really good because I have a mustache that I've like shaved because it was like a huge um thing for me as a child like something I got bullied about a lot it was being mm-hmm. really hairy so it's like yep. a trigger for me but seeing someone like find the beauty in it and love it and like reclaim it is great and I feel like we should all be able to do that with like whatever we feel shame about but also like the things that we like about ourselves that society doesn't necessarily celebrate um and I think a lot of that can be done through gender expression or just like creativity Mm -hmm. like it doesn't necessarily even have to be gender like it just like expression of oneself without gender yeah I think about too even as you said that I think about the hyper femininity that lesbians go into Mm -hmm. and how that is like its own gender of woman of itself like they are projecting femininity but like campy but not ironically but ironic ironically not ironically Mm -hmm. it's so layered and I think that it's fascinating how we've like reclaimed that as a queer thing and I think that's its own gender of yeah lesbian women yeah I really like that you mentioned that because I wish I were one of those lesbians but I just like 
can't be bothered to like do makeup every day. And I like can't walk in <laughs> heels and like, I want to be comfy. So I just am not one of those lesbians. I wish it, I, I think like, I love that expression of themselves. And that actually reminds me of another question we have, which is how do I make myself obvious to other lesbians? And mm. I know a lot of people say to do like the stereotypical things like Gina and I both have like fun glasses on and like Gina has a beanie, beanie on right now, or like I have crazy makeup on um and then there's like the even more stereotypical like flannels Birkenstocks uh combat boots platform like all those different things but then there also is that like hyper femininity I think Mm -hmm. like you have to like do something that like pulls you away from like the hetero like the cis hetero look and that mm-hmm. like kind of gives you that like queer vibe like if you want to like look queer you have to like either like turn it all the way up turn it all the way down or like tweak it and like add something weird that like doesn't go with it like you could dress like a sorority girl but then wear like a like a spiked black collar so, like I don't know something like to really throw it off a little bit I feel like that could queer it up if you are just starting out we have a whole episode about queer style actually I think it, was that our second episode or is that I think our so, yeah um so if you want to listen to that we have some advice there about making yourself obvious to other lesbians I know for me personally I always look at the shoes like I'm like okay they have the vans with the little line or the checkered vans or the like any converse pretty much but like high top or like platform crocs I feel like those are super gay Doc, Doc Martens general mm-hmm. yeah Tevas Birkenstocks like look at the shoes for sure I do look at the nails to see if they're short see if they're unpainted doesn't always mean they're queer but some of the time it does and like how many rings do they have on yes yeah like what are they doing to signal like I used to wear a thumb ring because I heard that it was like a gay thing and I wanted people to like notice me out in the wild is that a thumb ring yeah (laughs) I mean it didn't do anything but yeah so like you can look for like little things or use little things like that to make yourself more obvious Yeah, I know we talked a lot about hair in the queer style episode Mm -hmm. and we should maybe do a whole episode maybe on just queer hair because I feel like there's there's so many layers to it, like color, shape, style, whether or not you're in your like assigned gender box for your hair. Mm -hmm. All of that, I think, also can lead to people seeing queerness. So it's it's a lot of expression in a way that does like kind of like you were saying, Cheyenne, like call attention to you that is outside of the typical trend like so to speak Mm -hmm. yeah 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 definitely so do we want to take a little break for answer the rest let's do it all right we will be right back we're back with another question that actually relates to those stereotypes that we were just talking about. Uh, This person said, I know stereotypes are not helpful, but I can't help but feel affected by them. Am I still valid slash how to cope with not fitting into any of the existing stereotypes of lesbians? And fitting in was in quotes, by the way. Yeah, I think that there are obviously going to be stereotypes that kind of fit a mold like most lesbians like. Uh, Mm -hmm. astrology or there's a lot of like cottage core lesbians but it's not like every lesbian is going to fit any of those Mm -hmm. you know how we say like oh it's pretty common for lesbians to want to stay home as if there aren't lesbians who go out and party all night like obviously (laughs) no one's going to fit any one mold 
So I wouldn't, I, I know it's like hard because they're saying I, I feel affected by them. You are still valid though, because there's a bunch of lesbian stereotypes that I definitely don't fit into. For example, mm -hmm. I fucking hate sports. Do not ever take me to a fucking sports game. I don't care Same. that I'm gay. I don't want to watch your fucking sports. It's stupid. I'll go to a drag bar all day. So sometimes I feel like I have a lot of overlap and interest with gay men. Mm -hmm. And then I've had a kind of a thought of like, why am I like that? Because it's my genuine interest or because a lot of the content that I was able to consume that was queer mm -hmm. was like for gay men kind of. Yeah. But I just love drag is really what it is. And yeah. I like, I don't really care if that's like a stereotype or not. There's going to be just like interests and in things that you are, that you like, that you have and whatever that do and don't fit the stereotypes. And you'll probably find that there's, I'm sure at least one or two things you do that other lesbians do, even if mm -hmm. it's not like the poster child for lesbian stereotypes. Right. Right. And I don't necessarily think that stereotypes are not helpful. Like they can be helpful in like finding similarities and like community and stuff. Obviously, if they're like imposed and it's like expected of you or like people mm -hmm. are like judging you or harming you in some way for not falling into the stereotype. But like in general, I don't think that they're not helpful or that they're harmful, but they definitely can be those things. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're definitely still valid. If you don't fit into those existing stereotypes, I always say this, like make your own, like go on Twitter or something and be like, lesbian culture is tying your shoes in the bathtub before you leave the house. Like you can make things up and maybe it'll catch on. Like you can make the culture what it is. Obviously we can influence everyone, but I don't know. I think I believe in you. You can, you can make your mark on the community. <laughs> How sweet. <laughs> um, well, another question that we have um, asks if we can give some advice on becoming more comfortable with your sexuality. Mm. I feel like you and I have been out for so long that we're just, I think, very comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and so like tapping into times where I wasn't as comfortable, I feel like I don't have a better way to explain this other than I feel like you have to kind of lean on the fact that like you have a little into a club that like, I don't know, in my eyes makes me better than everybody else because <laughs> I think being gay makes you better than everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, I love gay people. I like literally worship gay people. And so to get to be a, a gay person is like a gift and it's just like the, the greatest thing. And mm -hmm. it's, so it's, I guess it's a little bit of like reframing because yeah, I was just going to say you have to reframe it. <laughs> yeah. You have to figure out how to just like realize that you're part of the coolest people ever, like sorry mm -hmm. to be like so corny about it, but that's, I think the best way to realize that there's no reason to be uncomfortable. Right. Like it's a good thing about you. It's a cool thing about you. It's a, your sexuality is unique to you and it's mm -hmm. a, it's something that makes you, you and that's cool like I I kind of get this because I feel comfortable with my sexuality but like it's my gender that I'm less comfortable with because I feel like I've come out as like non-binary more recently and so like mm -hmm. when people like refer to me as non-binary or like with they pronouns I, I feel like shy like I like get a little like, giddy and I'm like me you're talking about me so it's like oh, it's wow. like a little bit of like euphoria excitement but like also like nervousness because it's like a new thing and I like mm -hmm. don't know how to feel but like even with anxiety or like 
nerves at all you're supposed to try and reframe that as like no I'm not anxious I'm excited like if someone if you feel like someone's judging you you're telling yourself the story in your mind and you're thinking like oh they're judging me or they're looking down on me or whatever for my sexuality you can be like no they're jealous they want to be like me they wish they were like you can like reframe that story and just like keep telling yourself that until you feel better that's basically like we talked about it before cognitive behavioral therapy just like tell yourself a little story in your mind obviously don't like blow it out of proportion but like you don't have to wallow and like wonder what other people think of you you can like tell yourself that they're thinking good things instead of bad things if that's what you feel discomfort in is like other people's reactions to it yeah yeah it is a matter of just like learning yourself too because I think that it takes time and life experience to just be comfortable with any part of yourself so give yourself Mm -hmm. some grace to just like keep living and figuring things out to to get to that kind of a place yeah so branching off of that topic a little bit someone asked us as well they said as someone who thought I was straight for 22 years I have anxiety over relearning sex slash being bad at it so I know we've talked about this before Gina but do you have any advice for this person on being a newcomer in this lesbian sexual arena (laughs) I like how they said relearning sex because I don't think that I realized that's what I was doing when I was Mm -hmm. doing it. When I transitioned from primarily having sex with men to primarily having sex with women. And there is a culture around heterosex that really caters to the person with a penis in like to the man, you know, and I think that when you're learning to have sex that's queer, it, when I say queer, it doesn't even just necessarily mean like same sex. I just mean like you're not having, I don't know, heterosex. Like heteronormative, like yeah, pe- like no fore- foreplay, quote unquote, penis and vagina. It's over when the person with the penis finishes. And well, then because even done. if right now in my life I had sex with a cis hat man, Mm-hmm. I it would be a very different experience than when I identified right. as straight and was having sex with cis het men because I wasn't prioritizing my own pleasure. Mm-hmm. I was it was it was more performative than mm-hmm. my sex will ever be again. Yeah. And it's so different to relearn sex where it is about mutual pleasure. It is about mutual attraction and connection and like having fun and it's not just about pleasing somebody or like checking a box or in some of my previous relationships doing it so that they didn't get pissed off just like things Mm -hmm. like that but I don't think you need to worry about being bad because I think that in queer sex we kind of have the grace of learning each person rather Mm -hmm. than thinking this is how you have sex and in that mindset every new person is like having sex for the first time again because no you're not like a quote-unquote virgin and whatever and like that concept is stupid Mm -hmm. anyway but you're learning an entirely new body so if you frame it like that you could be great at having sex with one person then you meet somebody new and you have to learn totally different things Mm -hmm. so you have to like take out the good and bad and just realize that like bodies are different and every body is going to be a new experience and a new thing to learn and I can honestly say there are certain people that will have a sex style that will think I'm bad at sex because that's mm-hmm. I, we don't enjoy sex yeah. the same way. Yeah. So they're going to think I'm bad. <laughs> yeah. But 
that's probably means we're not sexually compatible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the person I'm having sex with now thinks I'm fantastic. And that is because we are sexually compatible. So you have to really take out like good and bad. And just it's a person to person experience. Yeah. Yeah. You, you said it all, honestly. Um, I, I was going to bring this back to what I just said about reframing the anxiety as excitement. Like it's exciting Mm -hmm. that you get to redefine sex and like learn it in a different way with new people and like have all of these new experiences. I don't think you should feel scared. I know like, obviously we have like a little fear about things, but like with the right person, you can learn and grow and get comfortable with them and get better. So I think there's a lot of uh, opportunity for growth there if you can reframe it. All right. So some more questions here. So, okay. This question asked thoughts on straight girls making posts on social media, alluding to romantically dating their female friends. So captions like date night, calling themselves a couple kissing, etc. I just wonder if this reinforces heteronormativity and almost invalidates lesbian relationships as the assumption is that it's a joke. Kind of on the same topic, another question is, is anybody offended by straight women calling their platonic friends their girlfriends? What an interesting uh, question, set of questions. Yeah, yeah. I So working backwards a little bit I wouldn't say I'm offended by it it is like annoying for me when my mom calls her like friends her girlfriend and I'm like that's not your girlfriend but I'm not like offended it's just like a little like annoyance but it's like I'm just like I feel like it's outdated almost like I I'm like it makes you sound old when you do that yeah like you sound totally. like an old, you sound like you're like a teen no no like that's 80s, an old like to hey do. girl hey girlfriend like I don't know it just I feel like it it's something my gram says. She'll be like, yeah. I went to lunch with my girlfriends. And yeah. yeah, that's an old person thing to say. But I wouldn't say I'm offended by it at all. It's just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> that's not your girlfriend. But I guess it is your girlfriend. <laughs> say say it with a space in between. <laughs> I guess like, do you get offended when men say things like a bromance? Mm-mm. No. I wish there was a word because I think that they're trying to say that, right. but there's not like a word for it, which is why, like, I'm not offended by it, but I kind of more on like what the first person said about like the kissing pictures and stuff. I mm-hmm. will admit that I, that kind of annoys me. Like when there's a picture of straight girls who are like, oh, like pretending to kiss for like the picture and stuff. And I did this at certain points in my life when I was Mm -hmm. in a sorority and I, that was very much like a sorority thing to do. Mm -hmm. I don't like it because it, it is doing a male gazy thing. Like you're kissing Mm -hmm. because you think it makes you look cuter. And like, I don't know, like I know Kylie and sauce like post pictures of them kissing And I'm just like, y'all are fucking dykes. Like, just come out. Like, it's so annoying. Right. Like how much of that that. behavior is like the most comfortable those people feel with expressing that, that those feelings to that person or like coming out as like queer. Cause like, maybe it's like a homoerotic friendship and, you know, neither of them want to take the plot. Like how much of it is that, how much of it is male gay shit. I would say that I'm not like, I'm not like offended or anything when people say like date night. Cause like you can go on a friend date. You yeah. Can go no, on that's a fine. Date. Like that's, that's fine. I'm more offended when people say it about like their children. <laughs> like I'm like, that's weird. Don't say like, don't say you're going on a date night with your kid. That's, that's weird. Um, <laughs> I yeah, don't like, like that. 
family night <laughs> yeah so like I don't know with friends like people go on dates by themselves all the time why does it have to be like a romantic date um and then like calling themselves like a couple or saying they're married or whatever it's just like I don't necessarily think it invalidates it is a little annoying but it's I don't I think as a whole like those people when they're like approached by men if this is like the fear that men will approach you and like not take you seriously when you talk about your sexuality if those people get approached by a man that they're into they're gonna like reciprocate and in their minds they're gonna be like okay she's not gay or whatever it's just like I I have the love for my best friend that I think supersedes a regular level of friendship Mm -hmm. and so like we've joked around of calling our like each other girlfriend at periods of our life but like Mm -hmm. um I think we've never been like queer baby though. Yeah. It's more like we are platonic life partners. Like I absolutely believe in soulmates and I don't think soulmates mm-hmm. are romantic necessarily. Like my, Sarah's my soulmate. Absolutely. Like I literally mm-hmm. cannot live, survive without her, but also yeah. it's not romantic. Like she's my sister, my twin flame. She's like the other half of me, but she is somebody that is more than a friend so like there's ways to express Mm -hmm. um how much you love somebody and care for somebody without making it into like something that is borderline harmful to people who are in actual relationships Mm -hmm. because like I wouldn't be putting up pictures of me and Sarah like pretending to kiss or something yeah but I would put something that's like you know, happy birthday to my soulmate, to my other half or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know, but I think people would also be very clear of like, that's her best friend. So right. it's, I think that there's a level that does reinforce bad narratives. And then there's mm-hmm. ways to just show that you really love that person that doesn't mm-hmm. enforce bad narratives. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. It's like, it's such like a, a spectrum of like the harm that it can do versus this post literally doesn't matter. Um, right. There's like such a huge spectrum of like the ways that it could potentially affect the people around them. Um, yeah. Yeah. So speaking of uh, queer relationships, we're going to pivot a little bit and actually play you our first voicemail from a listener. We're super excited to be able to play this for you. So I'm going to play it right now and we're going to talk about it a little bit. Hi, I'm going to be breaking up with my girlfriend soon. Ah, today's literally her birthday, so I'm not doing it today. But, you know, I'm just trying to do it, man. I don't know. I like her, but not like that. And I'm going to say, do you want to be friends still? And she's probably going to be really hurt. And I don't know if she's going to want to do that. So wish me luck. Um, You know, I just don't feel that way about her anymore. And I think it's right to break up with people for that. So I don't know. Bye. Gay right lesbians woo oh bi women too woo the unlabeled women woo (laughs) I love the I love the sign off of that um well so when this was submitted and when this episode comes out we'll have a little bit of a lag so I'm sure that by the time this listener hears this it's already been done I hope so I hope so for both If it's not, I either hope that you feel totally different and you are back into this person, or I think that it's long overdue and it's no longer fair to either of you to still be in this relationship. So I'm hoping that it's ended. Um, I think that it's great that they're going into it of like wanting to be friends. And I also think it's good to realize like before anybody does anything that constitutes hurt to just say like, Hey, this isn't quite what I want. So let's break it off. Mm -hmm. I actually think that's 
wildly mature. That is absolutely the way to handle things. So if I know like ending things or making a change of really any kind is nerve wracking, Mm -hmm. but I absolutely support the fact that like, if you're not feeling something, it's not fair to either of those people to stay in that something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you're giving her the gift of like letting her go. I've said that before, but Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you care about her enough to want her to be with someone that wants to be with her and you want to be with someone that you want to be with. Uh, so we're proud of you for doing this. And, you know, it sucks if she doesn't want to be friends, but also you don't have to be friends with your ex. Like I know it's like a stereotype and like we sometimes want these people in our lives still, but sometimes people are here for like a season, they're here for a reason, whatever the phrase is. Like it's okay to like have people pass through your life and like remember them fondly and not hold on to them forever uh, right. so we're really proud of you for doing this and thank you for letting us know and thank you for the amazing sign off it made all of our hearts sing on lesbian <laughs> visibility day <laughs> I would also love an update so either call yes. or write in just with an update and I'd love to know how it went and if you're able to stay friends I'm invested <laughs> yes Awesome. So if you want to hear your voicemail set on the show, you should call in and leave us one. And that number is 724-209-8877. It'll also be in the episode descriptions. And of course, you can always send us questions by DMing us um, or answering one of our question boxes on our stories. Um, you can follow us then to do that on any social media at Sapphic Survival Guide, except for Twitter, which is just at Sapphic Survival. And you can also send us an email, Guide at gmail.com. That's how we'll answer all your questions. We also have a Patreon you can subscribe to for bonus content, patreon.com slash Sapphic Survival Guide. And of course, as always, give us a like, rate, and review. And you can find me anywhere online at The Libra including my website, thelibragina.com. And you can listen to Um Hello, wherever you listen to podcasts for Jersey Shore. And you can find me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mess Bean, pretty much anywhere. But that class is now dismissed. Ring, ring.